Chapter 1 Ever since his evacuation from the Florida Keys, Anthony experienced the sort of upended weightlessness about him he knew from being under the ocean in his wetsuit, bubbles slowly rising from his mask. He was tuning out the Miami airport well. The crowded corridors, gate seating all occupied with travelers escaping Hurricane Casey, the cacophony of their panicked conversations. He shut them out as he waited for his flight to New York. Sheets of rain driving against the flat glass window next to him provided just enough white noise to block out the writhing mass of humanity while he focused on his laptop screen. His vacation had been a brief interlude amidst interviews for a postdoc position. Anthony Williams Forza had just turned 25, had finished his doctorate in physics, and the generosity of his sister Francesca allowed him to go on a tropical vacation before his most important, most promising presentation yet. That was the only reason why he had lugged the damn antiquated laptop with him. He had been rereading Dr. Aketa's papers, studying the elegant mathematical expressions in the formulae the doctor had derived with such effortless ease. He was slated to meet the mysterious and highly selective Dr. Aketa right after his vacation, a vacation that was cut one day short by a hurricane. Squeals and exclamations of dismay made him look up. The lights were out. The televisions, their screens were blank too. The airport public announcement system crackled and came to life. We have lost electrical power due to the storm overhead. The airport will run on emergency generators. Please remain calm. Emergency crews are working on restoring power at this time. Anthony looked around. A few dim lights lit the corridors in the distance, supplementing the red glow of the exit signs. The vending machines with drinks were dark. Filled with a sudden premonition, he shut down his laptop and slid it into his backpack. In a storm like this, power could be out for a long time. He sauntered away from his gate and into the corridors, looking for food and drink. As expected, some of the vendors were still open and were happy to accept his cash payment. Anthony scavenged only for the basics. Three apples, four overpriced granola bars, a package of beef jerky, two bottles of pineapple juice, four bottles of water, and a packet of gum. Then he walked all the way to a duty-free shop and purchased a small bottle of rum and a large bar of dark chocolate. His provisions having been taken care of, he used the restroom and hurried back to his gate. When he returned, he was dismayed to find that spot in the corner had been taken by some punk kid in his brief absence. He scowled. The boy had straight brown hair with tips dyed luminous orange and several silver hoops that glistened in his right ear. He wore ripped jeans and a shark tooth necklace peeked from under his worn purple tee. His eyes were closed and he had earbuds in his ears, appearing dead to the world. The seats were full and the floor was crowded with stranded travelers. Only a small space was free against the wall next to the kid. Anthony picked his way over other people's feet and carry-on luggage, determined to shoehorn himself in. Sorry, he said as he touched the wild-haired punk. The kid nodded to him, lost in his musical world, and Anthony wished his phone still had some charge. As things stood, the best he could do was close his eyes and pretend he was underwater again. Buoyant and free, he imagined the brightly colored reef fish dart past him in the soothing dim light of the ocean.
He tried to nap, but even that proved impossible. The floor was hard, and his sunburned shoulders rubbed against the wall behind him. Anthony stirred the smallest bit and cracked his eyes open as the public announcement system came on. Flight 615 to New York has been delayed. It has been rescheduled for tomorrow morning at the earliest. We can accommodate several more passengers at one of the airport hotels on a first-come, first-served basis. The punk kid next to him groaned and raised himself to his feet. Anthony glanced up to see him tap on his player several times and pull his earbuds out. He watched him join a long queue of passengers. He had not bothered to even try. Experience had taught him that he was better off waiting the storm out at the terminal. The hotels would be overbooked, food would be scarce, and he would risk missing the first flight out once the airport opened again. Chapter 1 Ever since his evacuation from the Florida Keys, Anthony experienced the sort of upended weightlessness about him he knew from being under the ocean in his wetsuit, bubbles slowly rising from his mask. He was tuning out the Miami airport well, the crowded corridors, gate seating all occupied with travelers escaping Hurricane Casey, the cacophony of their panicked conversations. He shut them out as he waited for his flight to New York. Sheets of rain driving against the flat glass window next to him provided just enough white noise to block out the writhing mass of humanity while he focused on his laptop screen. His vacation had been a brief interlude amidst interviews for a postdoc position. Anthony Williams Forza had just turned 25, had finished his doctorate in physics, and the generosity of his sister Francesca allowed him to go on a tropical vacation before his most important, most promising presentation yet. That was the only reason why he had lugged the damn antiquated laptop with him. He had been rereading Dr. Aketa's papers, studying the elegant mathematical expressions in the formulae the doctor had derived with such effortless ease. He was slated to meet the mysterious and highly selective Dr. Aketa right after his vacation, a vacation that was cut one day short by a hurricane. Squeals and exclamations of dismay made him look up. The lights were out. The televisions, their screens were blank too. The airport public announcement system crackled and came to life. We have lost electrical power due to the storm overhead. The airport will run on emergency generators. Please remain calm. Emergency crews are working on restoring power at this time. Anthony looked around. A few dim lights lit the corridors in the distance, supplementing the red glow of the exit signs. The vending machines with drinks were dark. Filled with a sudden premonition, he shut down his laptop and slid it into his backpack. In a storm like this, power could be out for a long time. He sauntered away from his gate and into the corridors, looking for food and drink. As expected, some of the vendors were still open and were happy to accept his cash payment. Anthony scavenged only for the basics. Three apples, four overpriced granola bars, a package of beef jerky, two bottles of pineapple juice, four bottles of water, and a packet of gum. Then he walked all the way to a duty-free shop and purchased a small bottle of rum and a large bar of dark chocolate. His provisions having been taken care of, he used the restroom and hurried back to his gate. When he returned, he was dismayed to find that spot in the corner had been taken by some punk kid in his brief absence. He scowled. 
The boy had straight brown hair with tips dyed luminous orange and several silver hoops that glistened in his right ear. He wore ripped jeans and a shark tooth necklace peeked from under his worn purple tee. His eyes were closed and he had earbuds in his ears, appearing dead to the world. The seats were full and the floor was crowded with stranded travelers. Only a small space was free against the wall next to the kid. Anthony picked his way over other people's feet and carry-on luggage, determined to shoehorn himself in. Sorry, he said as he touched the wild-haired punk. The kid nodded to him, lost in his musical world, and Anthony wished his phone still had some charge. As things stood, the best he could do was close his eyes and pretend he was underwater again. Buoyant and free, he imagined the brightly colored reef fish dart past him in the soothing dim light of the ocean. He tried to nap, but even that proved impossible. The floor was hard, and his sunburned shoulders rubbed against the wall behind him. Anthony stirred the smallest bit and cracked his eyes open as the public announcement system came on. Flight 615 to New York has been delayed. It has been rescheduled for tomorrow morning at the earliest. We can accommodate several more passengers at one of the airport hotels on a first-come, first-served basis. The punk kid next to him groaned and raised himself to his feet. Anthony glanced up to see him tap on his player several times and pull his earbuds out. He watched him join a long queue of passengers. He had not bothered to even try. Experience had taught him that he was better off waiting the storm out at the terminal. The hotels would be overbooked, food would be scarce, and he would risk missing the first flight out once the airport opened again.